0: So welcome to Credit Apocalypse episode 77 My name's Matt As always I'm joined by Ant Ann, how you doing?
1: I'm going to have a nap Can I show you?
0: Yeah
1: well, been... Whatever
0: what? what? What's wrong with
1: you? I'm not ready you got to um... What are you doing?
0: Well I was trying to talk to you And you were distracted You told me to be ready And then you yourself weren't ready
1: That's okay I'm just turning the volume down on my phone so it doesn't go off. Oh, good idea. All right. So, welcome ayr- to the back, Apocalypse
0: episode seventy-seven. Sure. So we're in, we're in the third year of the Apocalypse, surviving now on lipstick and perfume samples to to keep us going. So we smell incredible, but we're We've not getting, been getting, getting any,
1: lipstick and per- perfume samples.
0: Oh shit. Have you, been, have you still been going through the mascara and the blush?
1: I haven't got anything.
0: Oh. Well, it seems like, beats? it seems like I forgot to tell out that I broke into a super drunk that still had some, some food, food, makeup that we could eat to give us sustenance. But, uh, here we are still talking about useless crap and pop culture into the third year of the Chris Apocalypse. It's very cool. Very, it's very, very cool. cool. Very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a bi-weekly podcast in which we talk about four things that we've each done. You buy a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So here we are, episode 76. And how have you been? How are you finding the, the wasteland that we're currently in, it's filled with fake news, fake people, and even faker fakes, what, what, what are you finding the worst about the apocalypse at this point?
1: Nice right.
0: Lack of cohesive narrative yeah. would be probably my biggest gripe, mm. is that... Three years ago when it started, when the critical evidence happened we started recording this podcast to warn people about what was happening out there in the world and try and help them and By
1: them. talking about
0: By talking films. about pop culture. Everybody needs a distraction. We're We're yeah. morale. That's oh, what we right. do. Um and when the giant cockroaches <clears throat> rose up and they started taking leaders and eating their heads and breeding with their bodies and then leaving their eggs inside the bodies and then the cockroach come along and they would they would um they would fuck the eggs to make them ready to hatch. I can't remember the word. And then we found out that giant cockroach people were going to be our new overlords and we went underground and we've been here for a little while now. I mean we both spoke about we spoke about Justice League t- last time, so we're just talking about the shit that basically flows down the sewage system that we can catch and maybe watch and review. So
1: so how was a film on the scale of Justice League made in an apocalypse?
0: Well, it was made in 2017. It's 2027 now. Oh, right. After the Cockroach Uprising. Oh, right. This is a nostalgic... If this is going back in time, then someone needs to tell us. Ten years from now. Oh, this is a retro
1: <laughs> podcast, yeah. There's a retro oh. podcast for us. This is a Nostalgia Get on critique. that Nostalgia things. Yeah. Do you remember this?
0: Yeah, do you remember Nostalgia Critic?
1: Do you remember the time they had to censor Peter Duncan's penis because he wore a, a kilt?
0: Yeah, do you remember Nostalgia Critic and YouTube and the fact they rounded those people up and used them for propaganda? Hmm. I mean, I don't. We were warned, we saw the signs, PewDiePie started saying things in code. We took them as horribly offensive racial slurs. Actually he was trying to warn the people of the upcoming upcoming monstrous uprising.
1: That he was racist.
0: And that he was racist. Donald Trump as well. We didn't realise that his words, it wasn't the ravings of a crazy child molesting madman. It was in fact code to warn us about the cockroaches. Oh right. And did we did we listen?
1: Should listen to Alex Jones. Should listen. Old...
0: No, Alex Jones was a cockroach. That was the yeah. that was a big turn for us. We didn't realize he's a soy boy.
1: He's a big old soy boy. That's what. Well, he is.
0: they've got soy in a lot of their products. Yeah. So he he when he's saying that in a negative way, they're actually saying soy boys are good. We're soy boys as well. I wouldn't eat soy. Do you not eat soy? No,
1: it turns you into an SJW.
0: Definitely eat soy. It's in everything. What? Yeah, it is in so much shit. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. Soy is great. I eat a lot of soy. But no, um See, that, it sausages. That kid that kid that said that said that there were soy boys and SJW's on and another show. That kid, yes. Yeah. Paul Joseph Watson, definitely. Yeah. He's yeah, like
1: twelve? I think so. He lives in his mum's basement. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean I'm not even kidding, he lives in his mum's house. Yeah, well, that's house. what I thought. <laughs> like, like he looks like twelve. He's from London. Yeah. We should go um
0: no, tease him. No, I don't. I don't want to go anywhere near people <laughs> like, like he sits.
1: That. He sits in front of a map of the world yeah. because if you've got the whole world behind you, it just looks like a much bigger set when really it's like a, a four by two map of the world. Do you
0: not think that's more for his own mental? Like he he's clearly suffering from something. He
1: thinks it looks like the news. Yeah, doesn't he?
0: Or or <laughs> you you say the whole world behind you. Yeah, he's in his head. He's like I'm protecting all these people. This is the world. The whole yeah. world is behind my points. Yeah. But, um, and he knows
1: yeah. the earth's flat because the map is flat yeah. that he's got. Is he a flat earther? Probably. Oh, I'm going to assume he's on my Info Wars. He's bound to be.
0: Um, but anyway, <coughs> that's besides the point. As I was saying, soy boys, um, they were the last line of defence for us. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that every one of Alex Jones' listeners are soy boys because they, they take soy supplements mm. in his brain food. The same thing that that guy proclaimed he popped two of before recording that. And yeah. he is now a soy boy. He has been a soy boy. In fact, he's probably consuming quite a bit of soy.
1: He's probably the biggest soy boy probably. out of the yeah.
0: I wonder if his boyfriend calls him soy boy. Anyway, on to the next the next segment. So we've had a little talk about the apocalypse and what's happening. Oh, Hopefully right. this does warn someone what's what's coming. Cockroaches literally fuck us to death so that we become egg sacs and then they use some of us as work in the soy mines. <laughs>
1: It's a living.
0: It is a living. Um, all right. So my first review this week is going to be Easy Series two on Netflix. Easy. Easy. Series two on Netflix. Easy is an anthology series about relationships and living life.
1: Oh, is it presented by the Crypt Keeper? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> no, it's um it was directed by um you know Joe Swanberg. He's like sort of attached to almost all the indie projects nowadays. Uh, he did your next which was his big breakout thing. But he directed series where well, he directed an episode of series one and series two of Easy. He has like he basically has an indie film company where he produces films, and his name is attached to a lot of the smaller budget films like Drinking Buddies and Win It All, which were no Win It All was the Netflix film no, with, not seen with, it. with Jack Johnson, mm, Jake Johnson from mm, New Girl. No. no, it's actually a really good film. Anyway, that's besides the point. So Easy is just it's it's stories about. It's it's stories about people just trying to be in relationships in modern times. There's a bunch of celebrities in there, and each 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 episode is a different story. And you see some of the celebrities switch over, so sometimes they'll be in other. How stores.
1: indie is it? Has he afforded a tripod? It's for not the indie. Camera? It's not
0: indie because it's produced by Netflix. But
1: yeah.
0: I'm trying to give an idea of his background. But it, all in all, um, series two was good. It's as interesting as series one. There's not so much comedy. There's still a little bit of humor to it, but it just it feels like they've skipped down a lot of humor for this series. Um, but I would still recommend it because it's it's good to see the people that are in it, and they're all doing a really good job. Kate McCucci has a great great episode. I like
1: Kate Micucci.
0: Well, There you go. Um, Aubrey Al- Plaza's funny. Aubrey Plaza has a- Aubrey <laughs> Plaza has a good episode. Um, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember anyone else who's in it really. Oh, um, what's her name?
1: Don't try to remember stuff during the podcast. Pam because- Grier. That just leads to silence.
0: No. Wait, not Pam Greer. Who's the comedian lady with the last name? The one who's in arrested development. She's like, this is the last time you'll see these tits. What's her name? Judy Greer. Judy Greer. There no. you go. Sorry. Not the an actress from the 1960s and 70s, but Judy Greer. Uh,
1: Pam Greer's had a very long career. Yeah, she's still acting to this day in stuff. Yeah, okay. She was in the L word, for God's sake. And Jackie
0: Brown. Yeah. Great film. That was
1: 20 years ago, but Great fine. Film.
0: And in class of 1989. Yeah. Anyway, and... Oh, sorry, Easy. From Bill I give and Ted's it, bogus journey. Yeah. Forgot about that. She was yeah. hot in that. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. But she turned out to be Rufus. Exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that Easy is a... Donald Sutherland. Oh. Has
1: he turned out to be a sex pest yet?
0: Not yet, no. Okay. And until he does, that will be a positive score. Okay. <laughs> Alright, and your review.
1: Oh fuck. Um right. What have I done?
0: I mean what well, haven't you done? Hasn't
1: <laughs> yeah, no Right well I, 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 I we haven't played a massive amount of this, so I'm gonna talk about All Walls Must Fall. It's a game by In Between Games. I didn't forget their name this time. They they were a bunch of developers who were working at Jaeger. Years ago. And they got let go of Jaeger, you know, after hmm. um, the publishers got scared that they were making a good Dead Island game. And so they, you know, split the teams up and all this sort of stuff. They fired a bunch of people, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and all it's left the Jaeger now. They make um, that Dreadnought game, which is actually quite good. But a whole bunch of them went off. They made a little indie game called The Mammoth, for cave painting story thing. And now they're making All Walls Must Fall, which is like a sort of mixture of real-time and turn-based strategy, a roguelike, stealthy craziness it's like you play this big burly bearded biker looking warrior guy who's fought in some crazy wars and he's got a big robotic arm and from what i can tell from the levels i've played of it so far i've played like uh, like four or five stages of it so far um your main objective is to go around chatting up barmen and dancing with barmen and like flirting with them and stuff Mm -hmm. um just doing lots and lots of flirting And you got, you know, you'll have objectives. Like in the first mission, you're sent out to kill a guy. So you get in there and it tells you how to do the tutorial for the combat and everything. Mm -hmm. And combat's all like, when you walk into a room, you gain time as an energy. So like the bigger the room is, the more time you'll get for this room. And every movement you do takes time. And every, you know, when you do an action during combat, you can dash and that'll take out a certain amount of time depending on how far you're dashing. And you can do a tap shot to stun the enemies and then do kill shots on them. Yeah. So you're doing stuff like that when you go into a battle and obviously if you mess up you can rewind time which obviously has a cost to it Mm -hmm. until you get a version of your combat that is satisfactory to you. So you get to reiterate the combat and then it'll play out like a little cinematic thing of your guy dashing around shooting Mm -hmm. bad guys. It's quite cool. Or you can talk your way out of situations a lot of the time and just say the right thing. Sometimes you'll mess up and you'll anger the person and they'll jump straight into combat. Sometimes you get another chance to chat them up properly.
0: So that's the Shin Megami Tensei sort of...
1: What? It's nothing like Shin
0: Megami Tensei. Talking your way out of a fight or fighting people—that's
1: well, like in combat, though. But this is yeah, like yeah. when you're just chatting to some person.
0: Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it's all set in like a sort of
1: a futuristic world where it's all—it's all sorts of badness, and there's going to be a big sort of big explosions going off in like ten hours, I think it was, and the whole game's set before you reach that point. But it's also it's randomly generated, so every time you play it you get a different campaign to play through mm-hmm. to build up to it. It'll mix up missions and stuff like that. Um, you can play it with permadeath switch on to make it properly roguelike as well if you want. Um, there's quite a few options for switching up how the game sort of plays out. And every time you finish a level, the amount of time you've spared left, which, you know, more time you have left, the more efficient you were, uh, gets exchanged exchange for credits so you can buy upgrades and improve skills and get new weapons and better time manipulation and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, by the time you get through the campaign, which is it's supposed to be fairly short from what I understand, it's like... It's long enough that you can like play through it on a stream. And I think that's like intentional. They wanted to make it so people would play through them on streams multiple times. Mm. Um, and if you like your campaign, you get like a um, a seed name for it, so you can type the seed name in and you can play the same campaign again later okay. if you want to do the same run again. Um, which is quite a smart, quite a smart idea. That mm. like letting you have because that would be something. Byron and would be quite good at, at you know if it gave you like seeds, so you could play the same seed again to because you could get a really challenging seed that you really like. Mm-hmm. And or you get one where you get loads of really cool weapons. You could play through it again and just you know enjoy that. Um, You know, like Rogue Legacy had a thing like that. I think it was possible to make it so the the castle didn't change the next time you went in. Sometimes, yeah, there was a possibility for that. So you could have the same. Yeah, so you could have the same run, or you could lock it. Yeah, you paid to lock
0: it. Yeah. So you know the guy at the front, he had the bolt. Yeah,
1: Charon. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Um, all's must fall so far. I'm like really, really like it. It's really. I was was expecting something that's a bit more. Like XCOM in combat style, but it's really not. It's really like, like if the enemy's shooting at you, you dash and move out of the way of it and then pop the shots back up. Yeah. Um, I had a really cool thing happen where I was in a nightclub and I got some terminals and killed the guys around these terminals. And these terminals were for drones. And I like hacked them. Three of the hacks succeeded and one of them didn't. But that drone that didn't succeed, it just sort of hovered there. And then I saw some, it said some enemies were heading towards me. Because it seems like once you've got into combat once, every now and again, periodically, it'll throw some more guards into the place. And I thought I'd, like, evaded them stealthily or something. Turns out the drones that I'd hacked had just gone off and killed them before they had a chance to come back to me. I'm just, like, wandering around, these drones just circling around me. I think I'm about to get attacked. and I'm not. They're, like, my buddies. Yeah. And they just follow me around in a nightclub as I'm going around, <laughs> just, like, chatting up barmen. Like, No-one thinks it's suspicious. I've got a bunch of drones around me. Just um, going hell with drones. Yeah. But like, yeah, It's really interesting how it plays out. Like the first, like I said, the first mission you get charged to kill this guy. In the second mission you've got to interview him. Yeah. I and mean, obviously the second mission has happened after the first mission but time's a bit weird like that. Mm. Um, and it's all like plotting out events happening before and after and you're kind of working your way backwards through a series of events. But um, it's really interesting. It's on the early access now. It was a Kickstarter game that was done and it did pretty well on Kickstarter and now it's like working through the alpha builds but it's, it feels like a proper, really polished experience as it is. Um, and they've got loads of stuff in there to try and get feedback from players and stuff like that. So if there are many sentences look weird in the dialogue boxes, you can feedback straight away and say, this this dialogue looks odd and stuff like that, which yeah. is quite quite a neat thing to chuck into your early access game, get people giving you feedback and translations and whatnot.
0: Well, that's uh, there are also negatives to that, like how do you manage that? How are you implementing that? How are you responding to people that give you feedback? They yeah, just send an email to them. That's
1: all have got to do. And then they can look at it and go, yeah, that is weird. Hmm. Because you know, I guess in English isn't the first language of, all of them. Because it's Jaeger, they're all based in somewhere—Germany, Sweden. I can't remember where. It's. Can't remember Jaeger's based. Jeez. <sighs> Holland, Denmark. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't remember who the guys who made Spec Ops: are Line where they come from. But yeah, um, it's a great game. It's worth looking at because, like, you know, it's got a good, good prestige if it's from the guys who made Spec Ops, or at least some of them. Um. So yeah, check, check it out. It's on Steam. You can play it. If you like, you done. You're um, stop playing with your phone. You're going to be unprofessional.
0: <sighs> no. <laughs> um, all right. So my second review this week is going to be Disgaea Five Complete. For you the haven't played Switch. enough of it. The problem is that, and I feel like this is one of those games where unless I turn around and say to you, I've been playing this constantly for the last six months, I will never have played enough of it for you
1: you it's still not long enough
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
1: um it's taken me 15 years to do a review on the first game
0: <laughs> so in terms of in terms of um Disky and and how i'm finding it where i'm at a very casual I'm, I'm a very casual rpg player i don't play i don't often play what i would call spreadsheet the game hmm. um i long time ago i tried playing eve Oh, EVE's boring as shit. It is. And then I tried playing it's World of Warcraft. The people trying to con each other. That's what yeah. EVE's all about. Then I tried playing World of Warcraft, and it was boring as shit. No, Warcraft's all right. Um, and then I tried playing... I've tried playing EverQuest and all the other shit. Like, I just... I can't... I can't get on with it. That's like... There's, there's a certain line I have, and it's proactive versus inactive. And even things like World of Warcraft feel like an inactive experience to me, because it's an input and then someone takes over and automatically runs that input for you. Whereas something like say Breath of the World where every little thing that I do is um is a it's key magic. to the puzzle and finding out how to and how to how to either break or enhance stuff. Um and 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 that was an issue going into Sky Five from the from the beginning. Like it's an active game, don't get me wrong, it is an active RPG in which <clears throat> in which I'm making moves and I am, I'm doing things and, and stuff is happening because of my input. Um, but, um, but, and I don't mean this in a harsh way. It's very much designed for people that like graph paper. Yeah. It's, there is, there are stats on stats on stats. Yeah. You have stats. Fantastic. Stats for days. <laughs> like, if someone's to say to me,
1: yeah, but you don't have to look at them.
0: No, you don't. No, you're absolutely right. You don't. But in, in that same respect, if you find a new weapon and you want to find out if that's better than your current weapon, it's not just a case of looking at one thing and being like, Oh, look, there we go. Yes, it is. It's like you look at one thing and then you're like, Oh, if I just, if I just click on that now. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, all right. There's another six pages here I need to read. And work out if it's actually better, if that percentage means it's dropping in power or it's increasing.
1: The percentage is your inheritance rank. Yeah. It's how much the skill increases every time you level, which you can improve. So, you know, you got full freedom. Don't worry right. about weapons. You're going to get more.
0: No, I know that. It's an RPG. I understand that. You're going to get so many.
1: Stuff. I've got over 500 items in my inventory on that game right now, and I've been bribing senators like crazy.
0: So... Yeah, so, um, I'm enjoying it. It's Disguise 5 complete on the Switch I'm playing. It looks mm. nice, plays well on the Switch. Um, there are a lot of things I like. I like the 3D plane presented in a 2D, 2D isometric view. Mm. And you basically press the shoulder bu- buttons to twist it around so you can, you can see can zoom it, in and things. out as well. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. You can change the angle.
0: The characters have a lot of personality, but it's what I like to call anime personality. Yeah, so it's fantastic. It's, so it's, oh, fuck you. Oh, I won't fuck you, or it's hey. I'm just dressed like I like to dress, even though you know it's an anatomy lesson for some of these. Like the guy is dressed with, um, with the smallest vest. I think it'd be impossible it's to actually put. On. It's like a. It's like a. He's vest. not wearing a top. Is he not? Is that his skin? It's His skin. His skin is just that weird. I think so. It's very tight. No, because it hides his nipples.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no nipples. Is well, there, if it's Demons skin, have modesty.
0: He's got a belly button. Demons have modesty. Yeah, but he's got a belly button, so Sorry? don't start trying to defend this madness, alright? And it is mad, but it's fun. If you um, don't want to look
1: at it, you just press the triangle button and skip it.
0: So essentially <laughs> I'm saying this to Julianne Moore. It's a great game. I'm sure that I'm going to it's it's gonna be an investment in my time. That's the problem. I need to I need to find time to sit down with the Switch and play it.
1: Well, you can just pick up the Switch and play it anyway.
0: No, no, I can take it with me to work.
1: Yeah, play it while you're at work. Instead of doing work.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my review of Disgaea 5 complete, and your turn.
1: Which you've barely played. Have you beaten an item god yet? <laughs> Have you entered the character world? <clears throat> Have you done the cheats? Made curry? Have you made curry yet? Have you sent off your characters to go play Disgaea? In another dimension, while you're busy, like you know, faffing about doing your thing, so you haven't even scratched the surface.
0: And it's your review. I don't know why you're asking me questions.
1: Oh my god!
0: It's the career. The the cockroaches will find us, and then you'll be the one to blame if we can't continue with the with the podcast.
1: Uh, Not me. I'm leveled up to ten thousand. Um, I'm gonna try and remember what happened at Survivor Series.
0: Okay, go for it. Oh god! Did someone wrestle?
1: Yes, I remember. Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles had a a match. Was
0: AJ Styles the one in the porn film?
1: No, Who was no, There wasn't. None of them are in a porn. China was in some porn films. She's dead now.
0: No, you know the one that leaked. The don't page just Who Who is it? Who are the guys in that?
1: Exploit revenge porn.
0: I'm not exploiting revenge porn. I, look, here's here's the problem with with revenge porn. Now is that revenge porn can appear on a site like Pornhub or RedTube or YouPorn. And it seemed like a legitimate. Never piece heard of, of them website. It seems to be like it's almost like a, a legitimate. What if they've put some video? effort into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So AJ Styles is a wrestler. He won the WWE Championship. Well, the one they got on SmackDown. They got two fucking WWE Championships these days. Jesus. One for Raw. One for SmackDown. Um, he won the SmackDown one like a week before Survivor Series. Because I'm guessing the ch- guy who was champ, Jinder Mahal, like messed up somehow. Because that's the only reason you suddenly lose a title out of nowhere in like a UK show. Because you fucked up. Um, and I remember his match against Brock Lesnar was really good. It was like a lot of getting beaten down, a lot of back and forth, a lot of Brock Lesnar being strong. And AJ Styles coming, oh, so close. And he went for like 20-odd, 30 minutes, which is quite long for a Brock Lesnar match these days. Because he's not got the cardio he used to have. His cardio used to be great. He used to have like 40-50 minute long matches. Like it was nothing. And now he sweats like a pig after about five minutes. I remember that was good. And I've, I've got a feeling, I think, there was a really good tag match involving New Day. That's usually pretty reliable that they are. And the main event was a big match. But Kurt Angle was in it. Okay. Because Kurt Angle was supposed to have a broken neck.
0: You're doing really good at coming.
1: And he shouldn't, he shouldn't be wrestling, but he does all the time. Why
0: did he, why did he, how did he break his neck?
1: Oh he's broken his neck many times. He broke his neck before the nineteen ninety six Atlanta Olympics.
0: It sounds like it's a plot point when he breaks yeah. his neck.
1: Well no, he did it for real. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Because he won for real. He won the Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Because he's Kurt, Kurt Angle. Um but yeah, there was I know there's a big Would Raw versus SmackDown main Kurt? event. He isn't very curt.
0: No, is he very is he very warm to his fans?
1: I don't know. He's bulky. He's probably very worn. He looks like he's Always warm physically because he looks like he's exploding. Um like a neutron star. Yeah. But yeah, I can't remember what happened in the main event. It was Raw versus SmackDown and I know, oh yeah, Triple H did his thing where he tries to make it so he's the hero of the show mm. by beating down one of his own guys and getting the win on I the opposing team. But it all went wrong because he beat down, he, he double-crossed Braun Strowman. Yeah, there was a wrestler in WWE. His name is literally Braun, Braun Strongman. Um, and he double-crossed him, and Braun Strowman didn't like that, and he scared the shit out of Triple H. He grabbed him by the throat and was like, yeah, and Triple H was like, yeah, then, yeah then it ended. I remember that. I think Shane Romain got punched a bit. He was in the match again because, cause, you know, it's always worth giving a main event spot to one of the owners of the company and not one of the wrestlers. Yeah who would know what they're doing um, Shane's alright he can jump around and take hits and stuff he's not a wrestler
0: isn't he very old he's
1: like nearly 50 now isn't he Yeah. is
0: he the one with hair, grey hair
1: his hair's gone grey yeah
0: is it Vince McMahon that
1: Vince is the owner
0: I'm thinking about Vince
1: yeah Shane's his son Shane O'Mac yeah I don't know who that is he's he's his son
0: return of the Mac is that his entrance music
1: no that is was his entrance music that was um the name of an episode of of Legends of Tomorrow the other week, wasn't
0: it? Yes it was. Yeah. <laughs> um Have you seen the end of Legends of Tomorrow? It's not
1: finished yet, it's still on.
0: Have you seen the end of this season's no, mid season?
1: I'll see whatever's on sky
0: so far. Okay. Yeah. So you don't know you don't know about what happens in the invasion story? Like? I
1: have not watched them yet, that's next week, you okay. penis.
0: So I can review that today no. and give you spoilers. No. And that'll be a surprise to you. No. And you'd enjoy that? No. Okay.
1: Not reviewing that.
0: Is it what?
1: No, oh, Survivor Series. What I can remember of it was good. All right, that's <laughs> about the best I can give. It's not as memorable as the NXT Takeover show that happened the night before, which had an amazing main event Of course it's and not. some great matches. Of course, with Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black, that was a fantastic match. One oh, no, of the you've really match of the year contender. Really? Yeah, fantastic match. Um, Survivor Series did not have a match of the year contender. It had some fun matches.
0: Had some fun matches. Yeah, and stuff that not- I
1: can't remember.
0: Really? So there was, it, wasn't, it wasn't very memorable. memorable for yeah, the
1: of there was definitely a women's title match. Yeah. And I don't remember what happened in it. Did women wrestle? Was it a women's title match? Or did they have a Survivor Series style match? They might have had a... I can't remember. That's the thing now with WWE. They just don't make memorable pay-per-views. It's their NXT stuff's memorable because those guys are really good. And then they them up to the main card and they got different people in charge of what they're doing and they just kind of... Suck. Yeah, it's like they suck the life out of them. Mm. Because they're not allowed to be as free to do the free do the more the stuff they enjoy doing, like you know, be their own character. Because in NXT, it's more like they're going, "Hey, why don't you explore and figure out how your character would do these wrestling moves and matches and stuff like that?" Whereas when they get to the main card, it's like you're going to do this, whether you like it or not. What's that? You're a big, baldy, strong man. You're going to be a dancer now. That's your gimmick.
0: I wish you would step back from that ledge. Anyway,
1: I can't remember what happened to Survive Series, so you carry on.
0: You could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living Stop in.
1: playing on your phone.
0: Okay. So, my next review this week is going to be... Alright, so let's think about this. Um, ooh, Paddington 2. So, I finally got to go see Paddington 2. It took took so much longer to see Paddington 2 that did see Justice League I went to go I went to go see Paddington 2 the day after I saw Justice League and I thought Justice League I'm going to have to book ahead of time I'm not going to get a ticket I'm not going to be able to get here me and my mate rolled up straight away got tickets gone in I think they actually offered us money to go see the movie whereas oh, the Paddington too, tactic. yeah <laughs> but Paddington 2 I went to Odeon I was very confident in my straight to the machine and I pressed the buttons and it said no seats available no. and I went it must be a mistake it's almost 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Who is going to be going to see Paddington at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night? Um, and so I went to the man at the counter. I said, man at the counter, sir, person, can I please have two tickets for Paddington? And he went, oh, we've not got any tickets for Paddington. I went, this is ridiculous. Get me your manager. You tell me to my face right now. Give me two tickets. And he said, man, we don't have two tickets. I'm sorry. And I was very frustrated. So I went away. He knew I your back.
1: name. What? He knew your name.
0: He did. So I went away and I came back again soon after this. And I and um, it was Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday or Wednesday, it was Tuesday. So Tuesday last week, I I ended up getting into see Paddington. I was very excited. Got in and uh, complete surprise. I like the first Paddington film. I'd say it was a solid five six out of ten. It's delightful, but it's not very. Um, actually, I think five or six is a bit harsh. I mean, it's six or seven. It's 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 a great film and it's a really nice entry point into accepting change and, and people from other places for kids. But in terms of a film it didn't really didn't cater to its adult audience. But it's hard to do that when you've got a film about talking bear.
1: He should have come over to the country and blown something up because that's what foreigners bloody do. Well, that's,
0: that's what, that's... that's According thing. to my auntie. That's the thing a lot of people don't realise, right? There's all these people saying, oh, Paddington, Paddington. He's always been a bear from Peru. He's always been a metaphor for immigration. Hmm. And people are like, Paddington, no, he's British, he likes marmalade. His name's Paddington, like, the station. Like, that's not his real name. Marmalade's not even British. No. But uh, anyway, French. So that's, uh, that's besides the point. It's besides the point. It's <laughs> Marmalade. 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 Uh, but anyway, so that's besides the point. Paddington Two, I went in and and I was blown away. It's a great film. It's not even a joke how good it is. In like the last year, even even films that I loved, like like things like Kurt Russell in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, even though even though I love that film, there are massive holes. There are things that aren't set up properly. There are there are tiny bits that just sort of disappear. And when when they when like you know things like rockets, complete setup of traps in the woods. And things like that. It's like it's like oh, he's got this fantastic technology, just knocks together with bits and pieces. Instead of repairing the ship, he probably spent a long time doing that and this and that. And, you know, it's it's bits like that where they don't really set it up. Um, Paddington Two is the first film this year I've seen where everything that is that everything that happens in the end, there is a setup for it. Ooh. And I I I believe I spoke to you about this earlier in the week, and I said that there's a scene in which in the beginning, in which um, the the matriarch of the family, the grandmother. She, um, she plays this, she does, you know, like with kids, where they go, Oh, what's that behind your ear? Oh, it's 50p. You've got 50p now. She gives it to Pennington. Like, and it's probably
1: one. an old 50p coin, because old people haven't opened their purse in years.
0: So it gives, she gives Pennington this 50p coin. And he goes, Oh, how'd that get Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, I guess I'll just put it back in there. And he just shoves this, this 50p ear, coin in it. And um, and later in the movie, someone says, someone says, oh, I've got this for sale. And he goes, oh, I've actually, I've got some money. And he pulls a 50 p piece out. And he's like, oh, it's going to be a lot more than 50p. And he goes, oh, how much is it? 500 pounds. Say, oh, let's put this back. It's kind of the beginning to that. And then, and I'm not going to spoil how it happens, but later on, he finds himself in a precarious situation in which he must make a phone call. And lo and behold, after, after an hour and 20 minutes into the film and there's all these other things happening and other stuff has your attention, he reaches into that same ear. Pulls out the 50p, puts it into the phone to call home. And uh, it's great. It's shit like that. It's, just, it's set up.
1: They did a set up, reminder yeah. and payoff. Yeah. That's just, just a basic tenant of storytelling. Yeah, exactly. You're saying Justice League didn't do that sort of thing well.
0: You name one scene in Justice League where anything was set well, up. Well,
1: there was a bit where they went, let's bring Superman back. And then they brought Superman back. And then Superman was back.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's that's kind of an example. That's the hero's journey, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a true hero's journey. Because <laughs> by the end of the film, Superman acted like Superman for the first time in... In any of these films, so Paddington, how does it set up its ties to the Mister Ben universe? <laughs> it doesn't. Aww. It doesn't.
0: but like, there's. It's here's the thing that I also find incredible is that there is joking mention of the um, adult, the male um, of the family, the father. He he is going through like a midlife crisis, so he's doing yoga and he's drinking juices and stuff like that. And and the mother of the family, she turns, she goes, "Oh, back in his day." Oh, he was such a rebel, and he he. You should have seen him at the coconut shy at the fair. He, he won me all the toys. He was so good, and like and it, it goes to a flashback where they're the exact same actors, not wearing a young age makeup, just wearing a shit wig. Yeah, and he's throwing these balls. to The thing It's like, oh, back in his day, was a real looker. Now he's just you know he's getting on in years, and and that's up. And then there's a scene halfway through where um where he he is throwing this thing, and he's he's like he's like. I could make that. I could definitely make that. And he goes to throw it and misses. And then at the end, he's given an opportunity in which someone has a sword. And they try and run away and they trip and they turn around to defend themselves with the sword. And he, he's got a little thing. and he's he, he They're in like a cart, like a train cart that has all the fare packed up in it. Hmm. And he, he picks up one of the balls from the basket. And he's like, he's so, like, Okay, and throws it, and then hits the. Oh, it's great! It's fantastic! It's just, it's just. Why, why is it this year? After <laughs> watching a film that had three hundred million dollars behind it to be made, am I am I talking about a film that probably costs seventeen million that is more cohesive, better written, has better special effects than fucking Justice League? <laughs>
1: Doomsday looks better in Paddington than he did in Batman yeah, and definitely. Superman.
0: But it is it is it is great. It is just a great movie. How there old does Hugo Grant look looking in the film? He looks very old, but it's kind of played into it. Ah, right, It's okay. like, that's one of the jokes. Like, there's... Uh, you find out that he is... Um, What's the age
1: difference between him and his wife in the he's film? He's not got
0: a wife. Isn't um yeah. Sally Hawkins? No, Sally Hawkins is Paddington's mum.
1: Oh. Wait, Paddington's a bear. Yeah,
0: but she's like his adopted mum. Ah, right. But... And at the end, there's an actual like, there's an actual moment in which, in which something happens, and there's stakes to a moment, and they don't shy away from it.
1: Paddington doesn't like stakes.
0: There's like, I have, I have one of these weird films, uh, one, one of these weird things where I don't like scenes where people are drowning. I just don't like the idea of being trapped underwater. a weapon too. Yeah, I hate it. It's, it freaks <laughs> me out. But there's a scene when that happens in Paddington, and I honestly, in my head, I was just like, I was just like, oh wow, she's gonna have to accept that she can't save him. Like that's the end of it, I guess. Because they like it's filmed great, it's filmed fantastically. Like they they give you the setup. There's a there's a door that opens up a certain amount, and then it gets the basically the train carriage is underwater. It's it's slowly sinking. This door opens up a little bit. She swims down to go and swim because the beginning sets up that she's trained to swim the channel. So again, set up just like David Williams did. Set up and payoff. All right. So she swims down to go and open up this door. She's trying, but there's a chain, and then suddenly it shifts a little bit, and then the stone that's in the, it basically impacts against a stone, so it's going to lift up a little bit and Paddington can't get out. There's not enough room and you just, you're watching it and they don't sugarcoat it. There's just this little hand out of the gap. It's like a scene from a horror movie or from like an adult, adult thriller film the little hand comes up, she just grabs hold of it, and she's like, she she just she's panicking in that moment. I won't ruin what happens. The whole film is a fucking delight. It's directed brilliantly, everyone plays it well. I was a little bit emotional at the end, I'm not gonna lie. I knew what they were gonna do with the ending, you can spot it a mile off, but it's the fact that it's it's done so perfectly and it just everything feels alive. The whole the street is populated by people and you meet all these characters and you you get like little little ideas of what they're like and you see relationships and instead of of being one of those awful films in which someone's like oh I really fancy him I'm in love with him we're going on a date tomorrow there's there's two people um, Jessica Stevenson and Ben Miller I believe is it Ben Miller? I don't know not Armstrong Armstrong's the one who's going baldy Hugh Bonneville's in it Hugh Bonneville? who is that? no that's the dad Um, it's not Ben Miller who is it? Jesus Christ Hmm. Um one second, let me just quickly have a look. But there's yeah, it is Ben Miller. So Ben Miller basically he him and Jessica Stevenson have a romantic subplot. But but it's all it's all like catalyst and payoff sort of thing. So Paddington to earn money becomes a window washer as seen in the adverts, and he's washing Ben Miller's window, and Ben Miller looks out the window for the first time in a while and the sun's becoming in and he's like, Oh, it's quite nice being able to see outside, because he's a bit of a recluse. And then he sees Jessica Stevenson, she gives him a slight wave. And then, like, later on, there's a scene in which someone, someone's being... And there's, like, a commotion in the in the square that they live. And you see that they come to the door and they're both together in their sleeping gowns. And, like, and then, like, later on... Later on, yeah, it's just, like, little shit like that. Like, uh, it's just... It's fantastic. And, like, I oh, just... I can't... The problem is I can't shower it with enough praise. And it's because everything that I've seen that's been good this year has been these little indie films I have to go out my way to watch or it's, like, Wind River that I don't hear anything about until I see it and then I see it and it's incredible. Like, there's... It's, Everything that's been big has been a disappointment except for stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I loved again, but there's massive holes in it. Whereas something like this is so complete and so concise and it's, it's, it knows what it's doing, it knows how to get there and it, and it does it in a way that works so fucking well. You're
1: wishing there was another Suicide Squad this year, weren't you? I'm just embarrassed for
0: cinema (laughs) right now. I'm not embarrassed because Paddington 2 is so great because it clearly has a lot of love and a lot Mm. of effort go behind it to make it as good as it is. What I'm, what I'm mostly just embarrassed about is that they're getting shown up. They can't make a film about characters we know the fucking stories of without showing us the story four times over and when they're not showing us the story they're poorly getting, they're poorly producing films in which they all get together and no one knows what the fuck is going on. It's just, it's, like, come on. Hollywood. Don't hire 6,000 actors and and writers and directors that don't give a shit about what they're doing because they're just trying to cash a check. It's like that whole, you know, like how they say the Transformers is an economy now? That's why it feels like everyone is a formula. Everyone is this piece of shit that's existent exactly
1: like, as The Transformers films, especially the last one, felt like it was created by an AI. Exactly. Because it's, it's just so, a business. Well, it's just a horrible they mess. They pop out a
0: product. If it was any different from the last product they do, anyone, everyone would lose their fucking minds. It's mm. just a product. Anyway, I'm giving Paddington to a, a Tom Atkins. It's fucking incredible. If you get the chance to see it, I really recommend seeing it. It is delightful. It's great, and it just... It, it's not... It, it, the best thing about it is... It's funny, in a way that means it's not mean spirited and shitty to people, which is what I'm so used to now. Which yeah. is of Adam Sandler style films, where it's like, <laughs> he's well, "You see, your problem
1: there is you went to see Adam Sandler films. That was your mistake. You're reviewing. Yes, because no, I'm right. Um, I need to think of a third thing that I've done this week. <laughs> oh God, what's um, been on TV? Robot Wars. Did I talk about Robot Wars weeks? I probably did, didn't I? World Wars has been fun. Do you know what's been on? It's almost finished. I what? might as well talk about it because I don't think it's getting any better. Um, Inhumans. That's a series that's on.
0: I have seen Inhumans. Yeah,
1: there's two more episodes left, I think, on channel whatever channel it's on. I don't even know what channel it's on. I've got it recorded. Um, there's moments where Inhumans is, like, almost passable. A lot of it isn't. It's, it's like, why not just make this a thing that happened during Agents of Shield? Like the new Agents of Shield series is in space. You could have just could have just been part of that. Um, the first thing they do in the series is they take one of the characters and shave her hair off. And, and the one power is that
0: she's got hair. Yeah.
1: Um. And I don't, I don't know. This was going to be a film originally. Do you remember? In Humans was going to be one of the films. Yeah they were going to bring out, and that didn't happen. They said, oh no, we have to make something that's beyond the scope of the films. And like, it's just a bunch of people standing around saying stuff, and then like, they keep going around to the same three locations. <laughs> they're in the jungle, they're at that lab, or they're in the streets, and that's about it. And then you go back to the moon set, which is quite a nice set. Like, you know, that whole, what is it called? The friggin' Atalan. Yeah. The whole, um... The set they've got for, like, the main part of it, like the throne room and the little side things, like, they're quite nicely built sets. They're nice and unique, you know. It's not some location they've just found. It's actually something they've built, which is quite impressive, because they don't tend to build sets nowadays for shows, do you? You tend to get... If they do have a set, it's usually pretty small nowadays, and this is a big set, because there's loads of shots where they're actually walking from one part of it to another, and it's kept in one shot. Um Whereas, like, you know, something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the main set for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, you know an office and a corridor and that's like the whole that's the shield base. Yeah. And then a digital friggin' hangar bay. Yeah. Um, you know, there's actually some nice sets to see. And they're shot in Hawaii, which is at least different. You don't get many things set in Hawaii. Um not since uh let's see. What's been set in Hawaii the Hawaii five O Lost. It lost. That wasn't was that wasn't shot in Hawaii, was it? Yeah. Um What's that show with Samo Hung? That was set in Hawaii. What show? The show with Samo Hung where he's a cop and he's from he's an a Chinese cop he's a Hong Kong cop he's been sent over to America he's in the 90s it's a freaking amazing show Martial Law Martial Law that's the one <laughs> yes that was classic let's bring Martial Law back
0: yeah good Jet Li in it no Sam Harman can still do it
1: can he he's like 80 now isn't he yeah, yeah he'll be fine he probably looks he was an different. Ip Man wasn't he so yeah yeah true Um, but yeah there's moments when humans is like it's interesting at least they've tried to make it a little bit different it's clearly meant to be like Superhero Game of Thrones, but without all the sexiness and swearing. And yeah, interesting. Yeah, and interesting. It's even got, like, it's got someone from Game of Thrones in it, isn't it, apparently? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide if they're ever going to reveal that friggin' Maximus has powers. Because they're really digging into him being I can't remember human. remember what his powers are. Um, he can suggest a thought to someone and they uh, act it out, can't yeah. he? Yeah. But he can only do it to one person at a time and he can use a keyword to trigger it. So I've been trying to figure out as I'm watching it if there's any moments where. He makes someone act out
0: of character. Hey, maybe we'll find out in season two. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, they delayed the start of Agents of Shield season five for this. The season five of Agent Shield is shorter because of this. Um How good interesting does the new series of Agents of Shield look though? So Yeah, yeah that's a really good premise. The Earth's show. been destroyed and they're in space with some Kree. That's a that's like Wait, quite the actually been destroyed. Yeah, yeah, all that's left of the Earth is like a crescent of it. So apparently they're like, and apparently they say Quake destroyed the world. What? Yeah. So something's happened. Like they've been transported to the future and they're prisoners in space or something. So it's like, uh, so obviously I guess they're going to fix that before the end of the series. Um, And I'm hoping Ghost Rider turns up again because they did a really good job with Ghost Rider last series. Yeah, it was freaking good. Um, Which is Reyes, whatever his name is, Johnny Reyes, Jimmy Reyes, Robert Roberto Reyes. That's his name. Um, They did hint at Johnny Blaze. They did, so. well they
0: had him in it didn't they for one, one episode
1: Well Johnny Blaze wasn't in it It was yeah. like you just briefly saw his feet And he got his powers from another ghost rider
0: well, That's what I mean, That he yeah. had the
1: bike and stuff didn't he So Yeah, it was like, it was one of those It's Johnny Blaze without saying it's Johnny Blaze Yeah,
0: because they've already done the rights
1: <clears throat> Yeah um, I think they've got the rights but I just think they just want to Have enough wiggle room Because mm. maybe the, the Marvel Studios want to do a ghost rider one day Maybe. Because it's weird, wasn't it? Because they did that Ghost Rider film a few years ago, didn't they? And there was some debate whether it was going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they put it under the Marvel Knights logo, which was meant to be their more adult Marvel films. Well, the Marvel and that Wonder film was shit. It
0: was a carryover from um, from back in the days of um, Blade, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was meant to be the more adult stuff. Because I think they're. I, I've, cause I've always had this feeling that The Daredevil and all those series they've done, the plan was that they would be like more adult Marvel films that would be separate from the rest of it. If they were going to do it, but um, yeah, but that film wasn't very good. But, no, no, I had some. I, I appreciate the directors and the effort they go to in those films. But... Actually,
0: I kind of like the second one.
1: Yeah, it's a bit. It's crazy and weird. Isn't it? It's the guys who made Crank made it. Yeah. Um, because they go to a lot of effort, but they make shit films. They're just Crank one and two all right No, Crank one's good.
0: <laughs> two was funny as hell. No, nah. but it wasn't. It wasn't very. It wasn't very smart. No, nah. the first one was kind of smart in its own stupid way.
1: Yeah. No, in humans, <laughs> um, it's a thing that's on television. They couldn't get one actor from Agents of Shield to turn up in it at least.
0: You so know? I'm someone. also going to review Inhumans. Why? I hate it <laughs> so much. Um it's Fine. not even its fault, you know? Like It's your last review in humans. No, I'm gonna I'm just gonna add some notes to your no, review. No, because
1: you got your last review now, I'm done with Inhumans.
0: Oh you're done with Inhumans? Yeah. I, we, we usually have discussions about it.
1: Um what is there to discuss? It's terrible. No. I mean <laughs> Mortis I have, is funny.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> I have issues with I have issues with a lot of it. Mostly, I think that they focused on the wrong things. The setup is all wrong. The way it works is all wrong. Uh, Do
1: you remember I mean, when we thought that Black Belt was going to be played by Vin Diesel?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that would have been cool.
0: Why? So he, we could have Vin Diesel walking around instead of in the film. This, that would have been I'm awesome. Back, yeah, it would yeah. Um, it's just it's not very good. Just it's it's not is it like that? No. What, it's this. It's the people that made a program that everybody wrote off into watchable TV. It's a studio that have uh, have been able to adapt and correct and course correct a lot of the shit that they got wrong the first couple of times, and and now they've released this torrid piece of shit that I just don't understand. Like who is it for? Is a question because it's fans of the Inhumans, but it's not for comic book fans because the Inhuman storyline. If you want a proper Inhuman storyline, has to be like the story of Quake or Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's not like,
1: the tweaks they did to make it fit to Agents <laughs> Shield. All right, like the mean? whole, like having the whole bit be- instead of it being they're born with superpowers, having it be like, oh, they go through, oh
0: yeah, the Terrigen games.
1: Terrigen thing when they're a teenager. It's like you know, it's like a bar mitzvah for yeah, them. Terrigenosis, yeah. And then you know, that's like an interesting like a way to still keep what's the core of humans because the Terrigen thing is a thing in Marvel comics. It and is yeah. people superpowers but still stick it into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. And it allows you to have sequences from when they're kids and find out that this thing that they changed them. Just like Wonder Woman. But it wasn't like, you know, just not good. Some of the some of the mutant superpowers, it's like they've got all these guards and stuff and it's like they're not using any powers. But if they're guards, shouldn't their powers be something offensive or defensive? That's why they're guards. Because the whole show is about like, They've got a system where it's like, oh, you're worthwhile, you can go up here, you're shit, go in the mines. Um, the dude with big claws, you can dig. Yeah. But it just looks like he's got rubber gloves on. Yeah. Like the five-minute job. Not even a five-minute job, you can just stick them on before he comes out. Power Ranger thing. It's just like a Power Ranger guy who's forgot to take the rest of his costume off. He kept the glove part. You it can imagine the rest of it is just like a giant head that takes up his torso and body.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was he, like... Who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Marvel. But...
1: <laughs> a lot of people not? did. When they announced they were making Inhumans, a lot of people were like, this sounds like a really good idea. And then they turned it into a series, and then they showed the first clips of it, and everyone was like, oh...
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Medusa's
1: CGI hair.
0: That They cut off because they still couldn't...
1: It costs a lot to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, you know... Great. Um...
1: Can she still move her hair when it's a little stubble? No. Because that would be funny. It's
0: just itches.
1: She could get up to someone, put her head against their head, and then their hair's just go crazy, and oh. she bores away through their head.
0: Oh. Uh, she <laughs> like, to like feed it. Like a buzzsaw. Yeah, she has to feed it. Um, I, I just don't know who, who I would ever recommend this to.
1: You don't have to recommend it to anyone.
0: But you don't you know, like how... This is what I mean by like, I'm trying to justify it. Like, in my head, there has to be an audience that they thought would want to watch People this.
1: People who have no taste.
0: So... Oh right. Oh, I know what they were trying to use. The sort of
1: people do. who go, Yeah, that show's actually really good.
0: No, no, that's not what it's for. It's for um it's for Marvel not Marvel, DC fans. Oh yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's all those people that are like, It's not dark enough I don't like you it's not dark.
1: one thing that doesn't give it a good first impression is when the title sequence plays out and it's some flash animated thing with like just really basic... Like that's how? Why is that your title sequence? I
0: just don't like the fact that the first episode is exposition. The movie,
1: yeah, it was a movie. They released it in IMAX. In I know. I, know. I, I thought about that when I saw the first two episodes because that was the whole thing they released in IMAX. I was just like, this would be a horrible movie to watch. Yeah,
0: it'd be fucking painful. It, yeah, it's a movie that doesn't actually have an ending because hmm. it's just the end of the second episode is oh I'm on I'm on Earth now. Yeah, it's like oh, that'd be that'd be great. That's really worth my money. To go to IMAX and watch this. Yeah. Oh, it's just so shit. Just so unbelievably shit. Alright, well, my last review this week, um. Oh, but uh, you
1: can review Disguise 5 I'm after only about Disgaea 20 5 hours. For fucking hours. Yeah, 20 yeah, hours. 20
0: hours is a lot of time.
1: <laughs> it's not really enough for Disguise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, my other review this week is going to be, uh. Trying to think Because there's Like there has been stuff That I've watched Like Netflix Oh Punisher
1: I was going to review Punisher
0: Oh Well you just reviewed Fucking Inhumans
1: Yeah I've got got Much I've watched
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright The Punisher on Netflix Um, So season one's good Season one's good It's fucking superb You know what's great About season one Of The Punisher They act like It's an origin story Yeah And they tell us About the character It's not just This guy has powers that guy has powers. Mm. It was it was like a they treated it like a Marvel film,
1: even though it's not the origin. We already know the origin because we've yeah. done it, but they went over it in another way. Yeah, and they made it clear so, what
0: had happened, and they yeah. gave some backstory as well. It was almost like reading Punisher war journals. Yeah, um, and then and then guess what? The ending they set up the next villain, who is the same villain. So I'm guessing that you know what I'm referring to. The jigsaw. Yeah. The
1: bit when he's fucking pulling Danny Russo's head down oh. Billy Russo's head down that mirror oh. <laughs> the sound effects hats off to the Foley team yeah, on that. I was gonna
0: say like they they must have been taking some mints to yeah. a fucking glass
1: it's a long time since I've like something in a show has made me wince a little bit yeah because that was
0: oh. it was It was the bits where like bits of skin are catching and they're just being dragged off I was like oh god great
1: yeah skip right to the end there but um yeah <laughs> Punisher yeah you're yeah, be reviewing it remember
0: Oh yeah, no, sorry. It's 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 great. Like, uh, hats off to hats off to um, to Netflix for correcting the issues they had. Um, they they found themselves in after Iron Fist because Iron Fist. I think they know that Iron Fist should have been something else. At least
1: Iron Fist isn't the worst Marvel series now.
0: Isn't Iron Fist directed by the same person who did in Humans though? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, the thing is that that Iron Fist should have been a Chopsuki karate kid twelve episode silly fun kung fu movie Should
1: have been like you know like how Luke Cage is a bit black exploitation, a yeah. bit um That's you know I mean. bit spite Yeah. yeah, friggin' Iron Fish should have been a little bit Shaw brothers, a little yeah. bit like even overdub everyone's voices just for the fucking hell of it. Just
0: no close ups. <laughs> Why the fuck was everything unless a you're doing a snap zoom. <laughs> no, no, because you don't even need a snap zoom. <clears throat> You need a wide open shot of someone running down the street. They come around the corner, knock over bins, and then keep going. And then we get, it's Danny. Yeah. As he's running towards and he's just got Iron Fist across the top. And as he's running, he's looking behind him, and there's a guy that looks like a Yakuza following after him. And there's the intro to every single 70s martial arts one. You always find the hero like, oh God, <laughs> I'm in trouble for stealing. You have someone
1: breaking into a place that's right all dark at night. He's got a yeah. flashlight and stuff. And then he hears a can roll over him, and he turns around, and in difference, there's a shadowy figure. And the camera from that position snap zooms in. And there's like a light lighting up Danny Rand's eyes. And it's just a little bit of blonde hair comes down in front of the And then you find out he's a cat man. And he's like, oh no, it's the Iron Fist. (laughs) And then he jumps from that distance over and then does like bicycle kick and all that sort of stuff. That would have been cool. Punisher's really good though.
0: Punisher is really good. (laughs) Shame about the Iron Fist. But the Punisher is really good. um, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next. Hmm it's got a great, this is a great beginning and see if they can stick the landing.
1: I kind of want them, if they do another series, I don't want it to be set in New York, even though they're filming it all in these shows in New York, because Punisher moves around. Mm. That's kind of important because, you know, he's got to keep out the way of the popo. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if the next series was based on Welcome Home Frank. I think that'd be really cool.
0: I'd like them to do a Halloween special that's based on that. <laughs> that really fucked up. Um, do you remember the Marvel Knights? There was a, there was a time when the Punisher died. And he, he was does, brought like, well, back okay. as some sort of Frankenstein-style monster. Oh, right. And he had, like, a faux infinity gem that was, like, Dracula's gem or something like that inside of his body. It fed off negative and positive energy. I so don't think they're going to do that. Evil. <laughs> so if they just had, like, Halloween special, which he, he gets turned into a Frankenstein, and then he has the gem inside of him, and he has to do good deeds to try and... But good deeds include killing bad he guys. He'd look
1: like Robert, um, Robert De Niro's Frankenstein. In the,
0: comic, in the comic, he has, like, a massive steam engine thing on the back of his on his back of his spine
1: yeah I don't think that would fit in these Netflix shows it'd be
0: great <laughs> I'll write it oh yeah and then he gets a steam thing kills a bunch of guys here's <laughs> a drawing in crayon uh, but yeah no I, I really liked it but I'll, uh, I'll give you the floor for your opinion on it
1: oh it was fantastic it's like it's up there with the first season of Daredevil and Jessica Jones yeah, it's like really good. I still think Jessica Jones is my favourite series Because I think that series was friggin superb
0: I would say season and, 2 of uh, yeah. Daredevil was better
1: Half it's good um, Friggin Yeah Punisher was like A really nicely told, well thought out It, it felt like there was a structure to the series mm. That it followed through Like They, pla- they really planned it out um, I'm, I mean I'm going off like all this whole TV shows where there's not really an episodic Structure to it Like where it's one long story Which is what this was yeah. But this one did enough in each episode to make it feel like there was a goal in each episode they were trying to complete. Um, unlike a lot of TV shows where it's just kind of meandering and there's not really a goal and they're just doing stuff. Yeah. Um, like Inhumans did a lot. Like, what was the goal in any one episode of Inhumans?
0: There was that one where the guy found himself in the farm of weed and then he was shot. But that was like
1: the end of one part and the start of another and then part of another episode yeah. later and that wasn't a goal he had at any point. Um but yeah, Punisher had some fantastic moments. It's ridiculously violent, like mm-hmm. really friggin' as Punisher should be. Um, the whole sequence with like him setting up the um, the little hideout place for Billy Russo's sol- soldiers to come in, and he's oh, putting yeah. the guns in places, and he's like setting up the light bulbs so when it switches on, it'll explode and yeah. everything, and just gunning everyone down. Um, the whole stuff with the bomber like the subplot with the I crazy I didn't gun. like
0: that so much
1: but oh, I it though because it actually for once a TV show in America was framing a crazy white guy who's been let down by the system and everything not given like people have tried to support him but he's been led astray by a guy who's all like guns are great let's go yeah the no, government's all out to asterisk and all that sort of stuff and he's been let he's been dragged down by that mm. it's funny, a realistic depiction of an American terrorist yeah um you know he wasn't brown for once um but there's some really tense stuff going on there. The whole, like, setting the bombs up and everything and putting it on friggin' his buddy, his old army buddy, can't remember the name of him, the guy with one leg. Yeah. Um, like, because honestly, like, when I was watching that, I was thinking about the previous series they've done on Netflix, and I was waiting for them to kill the black man because they really love doing that on these Netflix shows. Yes, they do. Like... Like at least three of the series they've done so far has had a black man being killed to further the story.
0: Yeah, at some yeah, point, it's it's weird to use murder like that as a plot development. Yeah,
1: um, but that was you know because that was a tense moment. I thought it was going to get to the point where he was going to, you know, cut the wire and he's been told to cut the wrong wire and something and he'll blow up and Frank will somehow survive it because
0: Frank can survive anything to be honest. He, <laughs> I like the fact they keep mentioning in it like you are only human, you are going to die. <laughs> He's just
1: like, yeah. Some great moments. The like, we've been pulling a massive great piece of metal out of his arm that's yeah. got stuck in Giving there. Giving himself
0: a limp so he's not recognised when he approaches the building.
1: Yeah, because he figured out the guy had a gate recognition software mm. somehow. Um, but yeah, and that guy, um, friggin', what was his nickname, his hacker name?
0: Oh, um Switch, wasn't it? No, nah, not Switch.
1: Switch. It's not beginning with M.
0: Oh, Micro. Micro, that's it.
1: Yeah. Not, yeah, Micro the hacker. And all the little intricate weaving stories that all pulled together. Mm. And lead to another showdown at the f- um, fairground, which is where his like finale kind of happened in Daredevil series. There was a whole sequence set around there in that as well, wasn't there? They tried yeah. to sting operation him at the fairground ride. Um,
0: well, they mentioned it was the same fair that his kid. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and like the cop, the um, homeland security lady Madani and her and her buddy Sam.
0: Yeah, solving crime. They felt like characters out of Spawn or something. That's what I was saying. I, I yeah. thought they were a lot like um, Twitch and. Yeah,
1: because yeah. they were kind of like you know. Professional cop and slobbery cop, like solving crime, driven. Well, that's terribly. the thing. He
0: wasn't slobbery, was he? He was just. He was only. He was only ever in it as far as like. I he think could.
1: he was kind of like he. He wants to be a really good detective and stuff, but he's kind of just part of the system now. and Feels yeah. like there's no point. So there's kind of yeah, getting dragged down. And freaking uh, what's his face? Who's the name of the guy who plays uh, Billy Russo? He was oh, in Prince um, Caspian, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's. Um
1: Billy... Billy ben, not Ben Wilshaw. Ben
0: Barnes. Ben Barnes, that's it. There you go. Yeah, friggin'
1: really good in that. It does a really good American accent, like yeah, spot on. I thought it was surprising as well. Yeah, because um, that's a feat That seems to be a running trend in American TV you now, is hiring a British actor to play the lead of one of the main Americans. And then
0: having them not actually train with a vocal coach or anyone.
1: Yeah, just get someone really good. But um, yeah, well, you know, there's that whole thing where people are amazed at Hugh Laurie's British after yeah. watching House, aren't they? And um, friggin' Andrew Watts is facing... And in uh, Walking Dead, yeah, yeah, another Brit,
0: like owning it. I mean, look at um, what's his name, little guy from Scotland. He was started out, um, started out in. um, God, my brain is fucking failing me now. He was in. He was in Split. Oh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how bad his American accent was to begin with? Yeah. No, please, please, no, no. Still uh, better than Sam wanted yeah, it's still within the same reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing. But um, yeah, that punisher brought back the really well shot stuff again. It actually felt like it was shot by people who gave a shit. Because um, Iron Fist was a bit of a mess, and so was de- f- Defenders all over the place. Defenders and was dog shit.
0: Wasn't that again? That right? wasn't as bad as Iron Fist. But wasn't that again directed by the same guy that's doing Inhumans?
1: No, no, that was a different team. It was I different guys. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Um, They had their own showrunners
1: for Defenders because they were working on that when Iron Fist was still being made. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Because
0: that's been in the planning for ages. Because they thought Iron Fist was going to be the big draw, so they made him like the key to the group.
1: Yeah, they should have really just introduced Danny Rand during Defenders. Mm. Um, He was better in Defenders, I thought, although, but probably mostly because his entire task was to just be a key. That was his entire job in the whole series. He was the MacGuffin. For the show, which is about the level that Danny Rand should be, um, I feel I think he could be a good Iron Fist. I just think they need people who know how to edit and make a show, yeah, and film one and write one, um,
0: and actually, you know, develop characters, create something.
1: Yeah, do it, do it right. <laughs> yeah, the same guy's not coming back to be in charge of the next series, though, apparently. Yeah, he probably thought he was going to be on the Inhumans gravy train from here on out. Um, but yeah. Punisher, superb. John Bernthal, like, he's one of those castings who I wouldn't have thought of him for Punisher, but the moment they announced he was going to be Punisher ages ago, I was like, yeah, that's fucking perfect. It's but, a very physical role. Yeah, and he's spot on. He does that really yeah. grumpy, angry Frank. And there's little moments where you, you're getting that sort of creative killer Frank, where he's taking a little bit more pleasure in how he's killing the people. Because um, that's that's a key thing in Punisher eventually, is that he gets very creative with how... Yeah. He, he starts people. to
0: enjoy it well he doesn't start to enjoy it he starts to know exactly how to take people down yeah
1: he starts I think there's part of it where he's just like you know I could shoot them but that guy's doing flips and I've got a rocket launcher because <sighs> <laughs> Punisher warzones is one film not I, I don't think Punisher Warzone is a good film but I appreciate the film a lot
0: <laughs> I, I really like Punisher Warzone yeah,
1: it has fantastic moments in it
0: I have loads of issues with it but I, yeah. I can still watch it
1: yeah I love that it's like the villains are in a completely different film to what the hero yeah. is because they're in 1960s Batman and Ray Stevenson's in like the most gritty depiction of the Punisher ever
0: <laughs> since <laughs> Dolph Lundgren
1: yeah um, that's not at the Prince Charles cinema right now that is Duff, yeah apparently it's I'm not sure. bad at all um, there's that bit where in that War Zone where the guy's falling on the railing and then, like, you think that's it. Yeah. He's stuck on the rain, And then two seconds later, like, he, Ray Stevenson comes out and the elbow drops him. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, there's a, isn't there a really good, like, did shotgun blast where he blasts the guy's head off? Like, he comes in through the door and shoots the guy in the head. And it's, like, all done in one shot, like the actors in frame. I don't know. It's when he's trying to protect Julie Benz. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm sure there was. Something like that. I know he punches through the guy's face. That's it. Oh, yeah. No, I remember <laughs> that. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, this Punisher—he's not punching for anyone's face. yet. He gets close to it. Mm. Um, the whole bit where he takes down freaking Agent Orange is just brutal.
0: It's um, um, it's right before that. I I hated the episode before the big confrontation. Well, it might have been two before? Um, there's that episode where he's about to kill him, and he shoots. He shoots at the uh, bulletproof glass. He's got oh, that's like his that's
1: like episode three. Is it episode? Yeah, three? it's really early on in the series. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I thought it was that's when he there. figures out who Agent Orange is. Yeah, yeah, it's really early on. But um, yeah, the whole build up and he's like does the one batch, two batch penny and dime, and then, yeah, It's pretty cool.
0: Um, it's really series... damn good. Yeah,
1: really good series. I just, I'll just, I just the next one though, they do another series. Set it in San Francisco or something, somewhere else. Yeah, take it away. Do one of these Netflix shows outside of New York. Because um, <laughs> yeah,
0: they don't need to come back for the yeah. for the big group hub.
1: I suppose at least they're shooting something in New York. You usually, you just go to Vancouver to shoot <laughs> New York, don't you? It's true, um, Which is what Avengers has done as well, actually. Um, but yeah, friggin' superbly shot, shot film. If, like, if there's anything that's, like, iffy on it, um, the bit where he's gouging the guy's eyes out, I can't tell if he's on purpose or not, but he used that music from 28 Days Later. And there's that famous bit in 28 Weeks oh. Later in there where he's um, gouging his wife's eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but he's... A lot of licensed music, actually, in this series, which is a bit different to... um, Daredevil and all that they never really worked any of that in in Daredevil Luke Cage had a licensed soundtrack
0: well yeah but Luke Cage had a licensed soundtrack so it was all actual music yeah the
1: first half of the series was like you know set in a nightclub and they had actual acts like actual musicians yeah um, playing there Um, they had friggin uh, uh, Raphael Sadiq playing there in one episode which is crazy because you don't see him on TV often Um, but yeah friggin Punisher it's awesome I'm, I'm all for more I want I want him to turn up again they finally did a series without Rosario Dawson in it. They didn't need her around. Yeah. Yeah, they got through one. We got um what's her name? Deborah Ann wall whatever her character's name is. Deborah Wolf. Deborah she's not Deborah Wolf? I
0: thought she was Deborah Wolf. That's a silly
1: name, I can't remember her name. Is. Her, ne- her character named Deborah Ann Wall. Her character's called something like Kate. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Kate
0: Kate! Yeah that sounds
1: about right. I'm looking forward to the next series of Luke Cage though, that's coming up, isn't it? And yeah. they have shown Misty Knight with a fake, with a prosthetic arm, with a
0: robot arm.
1: Yeah, which is uh, Danny Rand's given the money to make the arm. Oh really? This. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll make some reference to Stark.
0: They better do. Yeah,
1: but that's her whole, her whole thing. Because I thought they were going to cut her arm off during Luke Cage, because there's a whole bit where she gets injured. She gets injured, and I thought yeah. it was going to just get
0: infected, and it was yeah, gonna they were going to have
1: off. to cut it off. Yeah, but instead they did that in Defenders out of nowhere, just slice. Yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting. Um, I
0: just wish the last episode Defenders didn't happen it's like these are street level superheroes dragons
1: yeah that's why dragons are cool <laughs>
0: yeah uh, that's it yeah that's it for this episode yeah this episode se- uh, 77 what's up Morty what's up what's up Morty oh jeez Rick
1: <laughs> you in mid-sentence
0: I can't help it right now I'm very I need to poo Um, no I need a
1: bath
0: I'm gonna have a bath
1: I need a bath. I need I've a got to work early tomorrow. What time's early? Like 9 a.m. I want to get in there for. Ugh,
0: I have to do the same. I'll be no. quick.
1: I'll oh, be very right. quick. You better be quick. Um, better poo in the bath. I'm gonna poo in the
0: bath. But that's good night from me and. and that's good night from you. Yeah, and sure. Tune in again two weeks from now for another episode of Chris Apocalypse. Yeah, tu- Thank you tune for listening. In. Yeah,
1: figure out to tune in.
0: Thank you for listening. If there's anything that you'd like to tell us, if there's anything you'd like to contact us about, you can find me at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter. You can find Ant at lv 54 No one's monthly. ever going to do that. You can also find Ant. He has his own gaming channel on YouTube, Mellow Gaming. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube.
1: free subscribers, yeah.
0: Yeah. See, we're getting there. We're famous now. But I say we. I'm more like a hanger-on I'm world famous I'm like Tyler Hawkins
1: People in Japan know my name
0: People in Japan know your name Your name is
1: Shout out to Jimmy Happer Shout Of on. Import Gaming for the win
0: Oh really? Mm, He's a chap I don't know what that means He
1: always says hi to me He's oh. a good chap
0: Hey bud Yeah um, He was on that latest Slopes Gaming video Wasn't he? What are you looking forward to In the next few weeks? Is there anything coming up That you're excited about?
1: I'm looking forward to Christmas being over <laughs>
0: yeah me too you work retail though that's why you're looking forward to it yeah I'm looking forward to it because it fucking ain't Christmas alright have a good week guys yeah that's it Peek see you soon. I didn't peak yet bye you're a peak
1: Oh.